Early Christmas from BYU football to all of their fans. It's signing day, so what type of recruiting gifts lie in wait? We'll introduce you to the newest batch of Cougars out of high school, transfers from JCs and D1, and let's make sure that fax machine's still working. Is it still working, let's guys? Let's get it going. Plenty of paper. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday. Got all the papers December ready to 21st. go. First, I am Spencer Linton. He is, yes, Jerem Jordan, who has taken care of a tree. Normally I have it digital. Yeah, you know, well, I talked to Dunder Mifflin. We, we got the hookup. <laughs> but yeah, there's, just have all these manual notes uh, written from uh, conversations with uh, BYU. So we, we got a lot to talk about. Let, let's go through what we're going to go on the, uh, the show today. Every single player who was signed or transferred in, will up to this point, we'll walk you through that. We've got about nine uh, up to this point. Clint Sitake will join us in studio to talk about those guys. We'll ask him about the timeline behind Jaron Hall's decision to leave or not BYU and how that's affecting potential incoming quarterbacks for BYU. Cougars hire a big-time piece on the defensive coaching staff and men's hoops. Takes care of business last night. Let's get to today's headlines. Beginning with the aforementioned men's basketball team who route Lindenwood 90-61 last night behind a very impressive and efficient performance from Fusini Traore. 21 points in under 19 minutes. The Cougars host Weber State coming off their big win at Utah State tomorrow, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage begins at 8 Eastern for the final non-conference game of the season. We should also note BYU freshman point guard Dallin Hall named the WCC Freshman of the Week. Hall had nine assists and zero turnovers in last night's win over Lindenwood. BYU football hires defensive assistant Sione Paua, who played at Utah and in the NFL for eight years with the Jets before coaching at Navy, most recently with Utah's defensive lines from 2018 to 21. And those D-lines were awesome. He retired last year from coaching. He's back with BYU. Big time hire for the Cougars, very excited about that. Sione Pauha, cannot wait for him to get involved with BYU football. Back to the hard court, BYU women's basketball home today and in their shoot around as we speak, that's a live look into the Marriott Center. They will host Monmouth in the Cougars' final non-conference game of the season. Three Eastern, live on the BYU TV app, it's matinee basketball, huge day for BYU sports. On a normal day, we would typically roll out the what's trending open. But then again, this isn't just any normal day now, is it? It is the early signing period for college football, and we are about to introduce you to each and every one of the official signees for BYU. So all rise and shout. It's time to meet the newest class of BYU Cougars. And we begin with Jackson Bowers, big time tight end out of Mesa, Arizona, Mountain View. Everybody wanted this guy, four star, number 22 tight end prospect in the country. Look at the list of schools that wanted him. Alabama, SC, LSU, Oregon, Texas, that school up north. Here's Steve Clark, the tight ends coach on Jackson Bowers. Jackson Bowers from Mesa Mountain View High School, go Toros. I'm supposed to do that, I guess. Uh, Four-star athlete, four-star recruit, everybody in the nation. He had an offer from everybody in the nation. We're fortunate to get him. Look forward to having him in the fall. We'll get him in and get him going. BYU did a great job of beating out a lot of good programs. Obviously, Mountain View and Mesa is a school that's produced a lot of notable BYU players in a lot of sports, uh, namely Max Hall and John Beck uh, at the quarterback position historically. 
Guy who can block in line, he can flex out. He will be here in the summer and play next fall, and he fits right into that room, Spence, to where Isaac Rex is back yes. and Ethan Erickson and others where Jackson Bowers can get some real playing time uh, right away as a freshman. I'm stoked for the highest-rated prep recruit in this BYU football signing class to learn from the likes of Isaac Rex, who announced earlier this week that he's coming back for one more year. Love the tight end room at BYU football right now. I also love another four-star, this one according to the Rivals uh, recruiting website. His name is Siale Acera, summer enrollee, not a mission guy right now, Big-time linebacker out of Timpview High School in Provo, Utah. Here is Kelly Papinga on what Siale will bring to the field for the Cougars. Siale Acera, a local product right in our backyard. Big physical linebacker that uh, flies around from sideline to sideline and uh, is a versatile player, can play anywhere in the front seven. So we're super fired up to get Siale with us. Now, he's, again, listed as a linebacker at 250, and Kelly Papinga just pointed out the dude can absolutely fly from sideline to sideline. But there are a few in the BYU defensive staff room that like him as an edge rusher. They see him as a Harvey Longy type, moving from linebacker up to the hybrid defensive end position. And they expect him to be an early contributor, all in on BYU, Liked his visits to Southern California, specifically UCLA. Maybe a little bit of wavering there. Got locked in by the BYU staff, and now Asera is at BYU. So Bowers, Asera, a couple of four stars. Really, really nice start to this signing class. Absolutely. And Siale was who you were referring to a couple of weeks ago. People thought it was... He was? Snowden Smith. Uh, <laughs> Smith Snowden, Snowden, excuse me. But yes, uh, Siale uh, is the guy. Yes, lock down the tip, you kids that want to be at BYU. And uh, Siale is the next in the line of amazing Thunderbirds who have played for the Cougars. He's going to be an impact guy who's going to come into a linebacker room where there are a few opportunities for more playing time. We'll see exactly what the future looks like with some announcements from guys, whether Keenan Peely stays. Uh, we expect Max Tooley back. Peyton Wilgar perhaps goes to the NFL, perhaps comes back, right? He hasn't announced what he's saying. There will be some opportunities, I think, in that room. Ben Bywater is the leader of that group coming back. I love that... BYU got a guy that had interest from UCLA, Tennessee, Michigan, Utah, USC. Winning those recruiting battles is always important, especially in your backyard, because we've seen, and this will happen, Utah football's better now, Spence, is people come in and grab the kids that traditionally used to go to BYU a long time ago. But if you can get guys like Siale Acera, that is awesome, because he's going to have an impact uh, very quickly at BYU, I think. Yeah, yeah. Siale was highly sought after, as was Jackson Bowers. I mean, we heard Steve Clark say, everybody wanted Bowers. A when I see Alabama on there, I go, hey, holy that's cow. awesome. A bunch of people wanted Siale. Now two four-stars locked in at BYU. Really, really solid. Okay, another linebacker, Owen Borg, out of Corner Canyon High School in Draper. Of course, Corner Canyon, we know well. Lots of uh, products coming out of there. Great football. Those guys compete for state titles every year, produce D1 products. Three-star guy, nearly 100 tackles, five picks. Great athlete, heavily recruited as well. And here is Kelly Papinga again on Owen Borg. Owen Borg, great linebacker from Corner Canyon High School. This is a BYU guy that will be a physical linebacker for us and really do anything that we need him to do. Uh, great special teams player and uh, fired up to see this guy fly around for the Cougars. 
He's got some speed, competing in the 4x400 relay as a junior in high school, one state, inside linebacker type. He's been coming to camps for several years. BYU guy, mission first yep. for Owen, so we, he, we will see him in a couple of years. By the time he comes back, the hope is that BYU is in position to not just compete in the Big 12, but perhaps challenge for conference championships uh, You know, as BYU gets settled into that league. To me, he feels like the prototypical linebacker in the history of BYU football. Very, very intelligent, very bought into what the Cougars bring to the table and the history involved here. When you're recruited by Penn and Columbia, I mean, come on. You're going to class, too. Yes. You're t- <laughs> this, is, this is a guy that the coaches will, will not have to stay up late at night worrying about at all. He will do what he's supposed to do. He will be all in in all of the team meetings. I really like Owen Borg, and I can't wait for him to work with Kelly Papinga. Really, really nice get. And Corner Canyon continues to add linebackers, right? Uh, you got the yeah. Wilson brothers in there as well. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, so now we move on to, and we may as well keep it in the linebacker room, Pearson Watson, 6'3", 210 pounds out of Flagstaff, Arizona, in that linebacker room. And Pearson is a guy that is another three-star, LDS, mission-first kid, but he's got some lineage that we'll talk about in just a minute. In fact, let's hear from Kelly Papinga on this legacy Cougar. Pearson Watson, great linebacker that comes from us from Arizona and has a great bloodline of uh, uncles that played for us in the past, Jaden Wagner and Aaron, Aaron Wagner, and so excited to get another one of these guys playing for us in the linebacker core here at Brigham Young. Linebacker lineage. How about that, Jaden and Aaron Wagner? Hey, they're looking at Pearson. Super proud of him today as he joins K-pop. And it just, I mean, I know it's only been a few days since Kelly Papinga has been back, but it's fun to hear him talk about this new recruiting class and to have him back in Provo. I think he's going to make a massive difference coaching those guys up. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Clinton did a tremendous job the last couple of years as well. Kelly Papinga knows BYU, knows BYU backers. This has never been a position that's been a struggle for BYU. The Cougars are always able to get good linebackers, and it's fun to talk about uh, Sarah and uh, Borg and now Watson is kind of the next line of that. Of course, we'll see Pearson Watson in a couple of years. But we loved Aaron and Jaden Wagner several years ago, and so he comes from that line. And so you just trust right away yeah. when you hear, yeah, he's, he's from the Wagners. Oh, he's, he's ready to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And I should note, now while Kelly is talking about the linebackers, certainly we'll have some input. There could be some shuffling on the defensive staff. We don't know all. There's one more defensive coach that needs to be hired, and it could involve coaching the linebackers. So we'll see. And we'll see what uh, you know, Jay Hill decides to coach himself. Exactly that, right. That sort of dictates this. You'd think Gennaro um, at, at uh, you know, corners. You'd think Sione at D-line. So we'll see. Kelly Papinga certainly would make sense at linebacker, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And Jay coached safeties very successfully for a long time at the University of Utah and you'd, specialized in at Weaver State as well. That could be where so he may, maybe he's yeah. the guy that's coaching up the safeties. Okay, next up. A lot of, lot of questions about quarterbacks. Now, this guy was going to sign regardless of Jaron Hall's decision, but Ryder <laughs> Burton out of Springville, three-star, is here. Now, he doesn't have stats that, like, blow your mind. They didn't feature him in the offense per se, but uh, heavily recruited as well. Utah, TCU, UCLA, you like seeing that on there. Ryder Burton has been coming to BYU for a minute uh, to camps, to practices even this year. Here's Aaron Roderick on one of the next quarterbacks at BYU. Ryder Burton, um Great arm talent, came to our camp a few years in a row. Um, we just love how he throws the ball. He's accurate, he has a strong arm, and uh, he has a lot of confidence. 
Yes, he does. Uh, big arm talent. He's been working with John Beck, so even in high school, he's kind of taking the craft seriously, right? He's coming in January. Enrolling early, he will be here for spring ball. He's going to compete right away. Certainly the decision of Jaron Hall dictates a lot of how this is going to go with other quarterbacks in the room, but we know for sure that Ryder Burton is part of the future of BYU at, at this position. <laughs> you want to talk about ultra-confident? I'm legitimate when I say this. Ryder Burton expects to show up, and he's like, I'm going to be the starter next year. Like, that's that's the type of confidence we're talking about. It doesn't matter you who's like coming. You like that sort of sports naivety? Watch um, this throw. Watch this throw. If you're on BYU TV. Hey. And, and we love a good floating left, throwing right, Zach Wilson pro day, Ryder Burton yes. huddle film throw. Do we not? <laughs> no, he, like, legitimately, you ask him, he's like, no, I'm going to be good enough that I, I'm going to start. And let's be honest, Kay, it's, it's, if Jaron Hall comes back, he's the guy, right? Cade Fennigan still in the mix, Ryder Burton there. We'll see what happens with Sol J. Mayava Peters' uh, future, right? Certainly a runner. Maybe not the thrower that BYU traditionally has as a starter, so not sure he's starter material with the arm, but certainly kind of a, a change of pace quarterback in the room if he's still there, right? And then if Jaron leaves, you expect a P5 and perhaps a Juco guy to come in with Ryder. So we're still waiting for that very important decision of Jaron Hall. We'll talk to Kalani Stocky later in the program about sort of the timing of that. Is, is he announcing? What kind of uh, positive pressure are you putting on him to uh, go either way, yet you want him to come back? Ryder Burton was going to come here regardless, but there are other quarterbacks sitting there waiting on the Jaron Hall decision of whether they're going to come to BYU or not. Multiple. Ah, I love it. I, I love that confidence. you got to have five quarterbacks in the room. And frankly, BYU needed at least four this year because they played their right. four-string quarterback in the bowl game. And, and, when I, and when I don't reference Nick Billups, I mean, I'm mainly talking about who's going to be the starter and sure. the backup. The sure. third string certainly important and whatnot. But Ryder Burton, um, you know, he's going to try and be the starter. But ideally... Uh, you know, Ryder Burton going into next year in the yes. Big 12 is a guy that can redshirt and kind of see it, and then in year two you start to compete a little more there. But Ryder's going to come in and, and try and be the you guy want in year one at high school. You want your quarterbacks to have that confidence. Yes. You want them to have that. I, I love that. Uh, you know, if BYU can get a P5 guy in and be the starter, certainly that's the, the hope, if it's not Jaron Hall. All right. We wait and see what happens with the quarterback situation. Now, we are starting to get a pretty good picture of who the receiver group is going to be, and we feel confident in the core that BYU brings back, even if Puka Nakua leaves and Gunnar Romney has said that he's gone. Now BYU adds... And Braden Cosper gone. That's right. Braden yep. Cosper gone as well. Now BYU adds Josiah Jojo Phillips this guy to the is mix. fun. 6'5", 190 pounds, super athlete, long and athletic, Great basketball player, Sierra Canyon High School product, plays with Bronny James. As good as <laughs> awesome. he is at basketball, he is expected to become an absolute star as a receiver at BYU. His numbers are not eye-popping, but again, a program that doesn't he really hurt. emphasize yeah. the throw game, and he was injured as mm -hmm. well. Maybe to BYU's benefit that he committed early and he comes here. BYU is so happy to hold on to this three-star guy. Here's Fessy Satake on JoJo Phillips. Josiah Phillips. Uh, Josiah is uh, the complete package. Um, big, tall, athletic receiver who plays with uh, tenacity, big time playmaker, and we're super excited for him to join our family. Yeah, Josiah and his family, lovely family. Met them on his official visits, I believe it was before the Baylor game. Awesome, a good awesome game kid, great family. Straight up said, I just, I wanna be at BYU. And Fessy's told me, the dude, the dude is special. I'm telling you, he's, yeah, we want to put some, you know, a little bit more meat on him with that big frame at 6'5". 
Can you imagine? Like that, This is going back to what BYU did 10 years ago, Jerem, when they recruited those big physical receivers. But Josiah probably has better speed than any of those guys that were big and physical, like Nick Kurtz and Mitch Matthews. And we loved those guys. Ross Oppo. Like, I'm told JoJo is faster than them and still carries the same height and frame as those guys. I love a, a dude named JoJo. He's got LeBron's number probably on his phone, so that's good. Uh, yeah. No, JoJo, JoJo seems like a baller. BYU, very excited about him. Also recruited by Oregon, LSU, Michigan State. Uh, anytime LSU's in the mix or in Alabama or just, you know, SEC like that, it's like, okay, this guy was a basketball player, kind of converted to football. Yeah. Really athletic, as you mentioned, 6'5", 190. NFL-type uh, characteristics, should they be developed? Cody Epps, in the way that sort of – Sort of outside, wanted to be at BYU, loved it here, um, and he's going to come, which is super exciting. Hopefully BYU can keep Cody Epps uh, away from the transfer portal. If I'm some of those Pac-12 schools, I really want Cody Epps, right? (laughs) But BYU able to get JoJo Phillips. And I'm excited that he adds to a room where he's not expected to contribute right away per se, although if he does, like Cody did, it takes – well, it took Cody three years, that that he can be a guy in the Big 12 that you can throw out there and go, okay, we're confident that against – Power five competition, JoJo Phillips can hang, uh, whether it be next year or the next couple of years. Well, and you brought up those big-name schools. They all pursued heavily late in the process. So BYU offered very early. It was a little quiet. He got injured, as we brought up. But then those big-name schools came in super heavy late. And, I mean, BYU was sweating. They were like, oh, man, we got to hold on to this guy. So they're very excited about the prospect of adding JoJo to an already loaded wide receiver room. And he loves 6'5". Um, there's yeah. just certain kind of throws that yeah. you can give him that you can't give everybody else. Oh, BYU doesn't really have many big receivers. Keanu Hill's a bigger receiver. He's yeah. probably the only guy in that room that's like that. Yeah. Right? Like a bigger JoJo frame. walks in as perhaps the tallest receiver in yeah. the BYU uh, receiving court. Okay, next up, out of St. George, Miles Hall. Miles Hall, no relation uh, – to the Hall family with Jaron that we know of, three-star recruit, number 13 overall in Utah, recruited by the Utes, the Aggies, Idaho State as well. And Miles Hall, here's Kelly Papinga on Miles. Miles Hall, a great player from Skyline High School that can play both ways and uh, really play all all over the field for us. Great speed, great athleticism, and excited to see this guy play for the Cougars. He was offered at camp, 4-2-5, nickel kind of guy perhaps. You can Mm -hmm. put him at different spots. Safety or wide receiver, perhaps 11-1 track speed. Uh, competed yeah. in wrestling in high school a little bit as well. Always good to get uh, you know those top 15 guys in Utah, and uh, he is a guy that uh, I believe is coming in right away uh, next summer to play next year at BYU. He, what BYU wants him to do reminds me a little bit of of how they see when healthy Chaz Ayu playing, which is that hybrid safety linebacker position, but. He's a little faster than Chaz and a little bit taller. But that, that type of player for BYU. And so he's listed as an athlete because they're not exactly sure what he's going to do. You don't do. need to ID that right now. Yeah. You, you get him in here and then you figure out where he's Exactly best. right. Remember that Michael Davis came here as a wide receiver. He's in the NFL as a corner. You just you figure out how athletically you can plug in certain guys. We're seeing more of an influence of get, get four tackles – on the starting offensive line, and then two of those guys play guard. They got the big long arms, the big reach, the 6'6", 320 kind of frame. You can make that happen. Brady Christensen, we've seen that in the NFL, right? Playing some tackles, sometimes playing guard. Yeah. Get receivers that you can turn into corners. 
you know, athletically. It's all about making – it doesn't matter necessarily what you did in high school per se. It's like what kind of athleticism and potential do you have? How coachable are you? Yeah. Who are you as a person? What are you physically? Let's figure that out here. Kind of cool was a quarterback in high school. Kind of cool is one of the best safeties BYU's had in the last 15 years. You just figure it out. So Miles Hall – a guy that can come in, and then you figure out where you best put him on the field. Yeah, I, I saw Malik Moore and Caleb Hayes going back and forth jokingly before the New Mexico Bowl about, hey, we can play quarterback too. It's like we played quarterback <laughs> a little bit in high school. Caleb's like putting out his film from high school nice. and playing quarterback. Like, coach, okay. hey, you need me. I'm good to go. Uh, I love it. But you're right. Like, Just get the best athletes here and then figure it out later. And the Michael Davis um, – Bringing that one up is, is That's fantastic. That's one of the best stories of all time. Well, and it's, I mean, our, our guy Nick, he called it. He's like, Spencer, I'm telling you, like, he's going to be an NFL player. And you Blaine watch. said it on the you air, watch. and people thought he was crazy. I still think Blaine's crazy myself <laughs> for other reasons. But, yes, uh, Blaine called th- that one. So, y- you never know. And it's early, and things happen and whatnot, but it's very exciting to have these guys. It's the first. You're playing in the Big 12 crop of BYU Cougars. That's pretty special for these guys. Okay, coming up uh, later today, Spencer's got a busy day. Uh, Women's basketball, 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app. The Cougars host Monmouth, final non-conference game. Cougars looking to snap a streak of three straight games losing. 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Up next, more from the early signing day, including a transfer that will immediately compete in that running back room. Just announced. This is BYU Sports Nation. Day special, part of your BYU day-to-day play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. The early signing period has taken over for that very it's famous first Wednesday in February. It used it's to it's be February. like totally yeah. surpassed that now. February is like we added a couple more guys. Here they are. This is awesome. But remember the guys from December? <laughs> yes. And and perhaps um, barring a quarterback, the most influential player in this class is this next guy, Aiden Ooh. Robbins Ooh. out of UNLV. The running back, y'all. This guy's 6'3", 230. Played a couple years at Louisville sparingly. UNLV, 1,000-yard rusher last year, nine touchdowns. This guy is a beast. Here's Harvey Unga on Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins, um, another big uh, physical dominant running back. Um, Did a lot of great things uh, for UNLV. Excited to have him. Uh, Another guy that, you know, as big as he is, he's very nimble on his feet, um, but also another speedster uh, is able to take, you know, take it to the house, making the uh, the home runs, and um, excited to watch him just uh, keep keep on furthering his career in this, and, and uh, excited for him to come out here and play for the Cougs. Three years ago, BYU went really hard after Aiden Robbins out of high school in Louisville. Didn't get him. Played for the Cardinals, uh, then transferred to UNLV. Offensive line wasn't great at UNLV, yet he got 1,000 yards. He's got two years of eligibility. He'll be here in January, uh, recruited by some SEC schools, uh, Ole Miss in there, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. So uh, he's the next guy as BYU continues to go get guys that have been at Power Fives in uh, Chris Brooks uh, and now in Aiden Robbins. Now, Chris was injured at times. Chris uh, was good, but could have been better on third and fourth uh, and short a little bit. We hope Aiden Robbins is the guy that is sort of what we're hoping Chris would be from last year. Yeah, really, really important and impactful player. And when it comes to, like, plug and play, 
like, yeah, aside from quarterback, it's this dude, right? Absolutely. If Jaron's gone, there's another name that we're hoping to announce here. But uh, Aiden Robbins is going to have a huge influence on the success of BYU football in its first year as an independent – or in the Big 12. Yeah. And, out and, of independent. You know, and I, I, I heard a couple people say, well, yeah, 1,000 yards, but in the Mountain West. And it's like, no, no. Like, that UNOVO line was not – Not not good. Tremendous. Not good. The fact that he got 1,000 is it, notable. It's very impressive. Also, yes. which BYU quarterback got 1,000 last year? Um, with the good offensive line. You know what I mean? Like a thousand yards is something. I don't I don't really care who you play for. A thousand is notable. So again, I love the previously established connection. I think BYU does a really, really good job with this, with players that opt to go to other schools. BYU has established this idea of look, we we're going to congratulate them, support them wherever they go. Yeah, we're disappointed that they don't initially pick BYU, but the BYU coaches are really good at this, at leaving the door open if an opportunity comes back up and with the transfer portal in play that's going to happen and is happening more and more which allowed for a guy that they wanted badly three years ago and thought they were going to get I mean they, they thought they thought they were very close so super disappointing when he went to Louisville but now he's back with two years of eligibility so a credit to the coaches for keeping that connection open and being available and willing and as soon as he popped into the portal it was like Let's talk right now. He's to me. He's clearly RB one going into next year. Oh, for sure. Uh, like for no sure. doubt, right? Yes. So it's it's super exciting that he'll be here for spring ball. He can get ready, develop that rapport with whoever the quarterback is, whether that be Jaron Hall or P five or a JUCO guy, or maybe it's Ryder Burton, like we talked about. Like <laughs> Ryder's like, let's go, baby. But n- don't burn bridges in recruiting. Like some people do that, or even in life and, and work and jobs and whatever. Don't burn bridges because you don't know what opportunities you may want later. BYU didn't with Aiden Robbins, and boom goes the dynamite. Aiden yes. Robbins is going to be a guy that we hope can get 1,000 yards next year at BYU. It pays off. Now, the running back room, they needed to shore that up. Another huge emphasis for BYU in this recruiting class, length uh, and athleticism, specifically on the defensive line. And we present David Tangilanu, 6'5", 255 pounds, out of East Palo Alto, California. David is 17 years old right now. He doesn't turn 18 until November of 2023. So we'll see you in 2026, David, because he is, an, <laughs> he is a mission, mission first, first guy. guy. Okay, So super young has been playing up with an older group uh, when he's going to try and go on his mission as early as possible, but an imposing presence as young as he is right now. 6'5", 255 right now. He just turned 17. So you're banking on what he can become. Yes. Which is what recruiting is. Budding gem. But uh, the defensive line coach, Sione Pauha, is understandably very excited about what he is going to be able to work with, especially with, uh, as I said, the budding gem that David Tangilanu is. Yeah, love that. David Tangilanu. David Tangilanu. He was, uh, he came here to camp. He was a young kid. He's only 17 years old. He's freaking competitive. He's got a big frame. He's physical. And we feel like he's got a ton of upside. We love the kid. We can't wait for him to be a cougar. Yeah, and that means something coming from Jan Jorgensen. He played some rugby too, David did. So he knows how to actually tackle. (laughs) Um, Dad played professional rugby as well. The true tackling is in rugby. In football, you're a missile that you hope doesn't get called for targeting. That's, that, that's what happens. The purest form of tackling happens in rugby. <laughs> yes, it does, in my biased <laughs> opinion. Uh, okay, next up, quarterback Jaden Dunlap. 
out of uh, Cerritos College. Juco guy, transfer, two years of eligibility. First team all-conference, 6'1", 180. Here's Gennaro Guilford on Jaden Dunlap. Jaden Dunlap, who's a man corner, um, has a knack for the ball, one of the most underrated corners uh, in uh, California, uh, a JC All-State all guy. Um, definitely, definitely has speed, cover skills to come help us out. He's going to be here in January. Uh, you know, teams didn't really throw at him a ton, committed on his visit, and uh, BYU has, has mined JCs for DBs for a long time now, and Gennaro yes. knows this himself uh, as a guy who came to BYU uh, from a JC and uh, was really good, really good um, you know, as a player, and he understands BYU culture. Jaden Dunlap will fit in that room just nicely. Now, the head coach at Cerritos has a good relationship with Gennaro and straight up said, Look, trust me when I say this. I know that people haven't thrown at him a lot. There's a reason they're not throwing at him a lot. He is 100% a Big 12 player. You need to lock this dude down. So that's why Gennaro says he's underrated. It's going to be thrown out a lot in the oh. Big 12. They chuck it. So <laughs> all get ready. Over, all Jayden over Dunlap. the field. Yeah. So, yeah, that relationship with the Cerritos College staff and Gennaro, like, they're putting some trust in that, saying, hey, he's a dude. He is absolutely a Big 12 player. So excited to see him develop. Uh, as, he, as he comes over to BYU. On we go, back to the defensive line, this time with Simone Davis. Simone, LDS as well, mission first kid. He's going to leave on that mission in March, so he will, uh, he'll get to go early and then come back and be available for the summer of, I'm doing that, 2025, okay? So this is a 2025 guy. But then BYU will be in the college football playoff. <laughs> Expanded. No Texas and Oklahoma at that point. <laughs> Three-star guy, according to 24-7 Sports. First-team All-State tight end. Most of his offers from West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas State, Virginia, Indiana, and others came as a tight end. BYU wants him as a defensive end. We'll see. You know, they, they want to move him to the defense side of the ball. But the most important part is he's, he said, I'll play whatever position. I just want to be at BYU. And, uh, again, athletic family, his sisters, uh, two of his sisters, high-level volleyball players as well. Simone Davis joined that defensive line group uh, out of Haula, Hawaii, and Colleyville Heritage High School. Jan Jorgensen once again this time on specifically the size that Simone brings. Simone Davis. Man, this guy's huge. He's big. Um, massive frame, good athlete for his size and his age. When he fills out, he's going to be a monster. We can't wait to get him to be a Cougar. Okay, there you go. Three, hey, another three-star guy. And he played high school in Texas. Um, lists Hawaii as the hometown, but played in Texas. So, yeah, those, those you know, if you, if you got that quick twitch, um, you can play the end or tight end or whatever, but you see his ability to get out and make that tackle right there against uh, Texas football competition. You like it. Okay, next up, Matthew Frederick, tight end, speaking of, 6'5", 230 out of East High School in Salt Lake City. He's already got the Letterman jacket on. you got to love it. Three-star guy, recruited by Oklahoma, LSU, Stanford, Boise State. Hey, you like that as well. You get Jackson Bowers, you get Matthew Frederick uh, at tight end. Here's Steve Clark. Matthew Frederick from East High School, a multi-sport athlete, can play a number of different uh, spots for us. He can play the Y, he can play the F. Uh, we're real excited to get him. Okay, mission, mission first yeah. guy, also three-year starter in rugby. 
So, again, he just understands <laughs> how to move around the field. In rugby, you got to play offense and defense constantly. you got to move around, and uh, it just gives you that diver- – it's very similar to football, obviously, but Ben Bywater was a guy that played rugby as well. Like, you can see the skills once he got the ball in the New Mexico Bowl that he used as an eight-man mm-hmm. uh, in rugby as well. His versatility – makes uh, him really uh, an attractive option. So Matt, while he was a great tight end and, and has that rugby ability, he's got great feet okay, and great hands. And don't be surprised to see him show up on the offensive line. In fact, one staff member said, we compare him to a guy like Blake Freeland and Brady Christensen who came in with the taller frame and were a little bit lighter. Remember, Brady was 220 pounds when he showed up on campus. Blake Freeland was in the similar weight category when he showed up on campus, and those guys became absolute NFL monsters. tackles, yeah. And, and NFL tackles. Blake. BYU feels like Matt Frederick, if he goes to offensive line, he's got that frame that could put him on the radar like those guys as another potential NFL offensive lineman. And as a mission first guy, it's like, okay, in uh, two and a half years, we'll figure out what we're doing with For you. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, but you're, you're here, and uh, you're part of this, which is exciting. Okay, tomorrow night, men's basketball plays Weber State in the final non-conference game of the season. They just beat undefeated Utah State on Monday night. Big game coming up tomorrow, pregame BYU Sports Nation game day, 8 Eastern time. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more signees to announce and a quick recap of what BYU has already brought in. Not to mention, we're going to hear from Kalani Satake in just a little bit. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sports Nation, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. And this portion of the show presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Let's go ahead and recap what we have announced to this point of the show. Uh, 14 have officially signed with BYU as of this moment. One quarterback, one running back, no offensive lineman yet. Three tight ends slash wide receivers, a couple of defensive linemen, Jerem, three linebackers, a defensive back, one athlete, and BYU has two transfers in that group, led by Aiden Robbins in that running back position. Yeah, super excited about Aiden Robbins from uh, UNLV, a 1,000-yard guy who's going to fit in probably at RB1 going into the next year, at least in spring ball, right? We'll see that competition. But, yeah, super exciting. A couple of mission first guys, but there's several guys who will play next year, uh, namely Jackson Bowers yes. at tight end. Really excited about him. Always fun to have a quarterback in the signing class, Ryder Burton. Big question, of course, Jaron Hall. When is that decision going to be made? Because BYU does have quarterbacks who want to sign here. They're just kind of waiting on that decision. And so uh, we'll talk to Kalani Sitake in a second about sort of the timing of, of that with Jaron. Yeah, and don't be surprised to see the other four-star guy that BYU brings in in Ciala Acera as a linebacker. Maybe he gets to the defensive line. They expect him to be an early contributor as well. He's yeah. not a mission-first guy. So Ciala Acera, Jackson Bowers, Aiden Robbins, those guys – are going to come in and have some type of effect immediately. And I go, I love a good long-term investment, but I also like a short-term where you may, may see something, right? You need all of those. You need good mission guys that are going to come back in a couple of years and be ready for you. But you also need the guys that contribute right away. BYU's got a nice mix of that so far. All right, you've waited long enough. Let's uh, go to break so we can bring back the head football coach at BYU. Kalani Satake joins us next to discuss, yes, the new players and a new coach on his staff in Sione Pauha coaching the defensive line. What's he going to bring to the mix? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. It is a signing day special and an early Christmas gift from BYU football to all of their fans. We have one more player to announce right now, just went official in the running back room. Out of Timthew High School in Orem, Utah, it is Pokai Haunga, 5'11", 200 pounds. Here's Fessy Satake introducing Pokai to BYU. Pokai Haunga is um, one of the best athletes in, in the state of Utah. Um, you know you got a good player when multiple coaches in the state are, are constantly talking about him. He played on all three phases of the game, uh, dominated, um, you know, has racked up a, a bunch of yards. Um, you know, in, in any any shape and form. And so we're super excited about what he's going to bring to our team um, and what the future holds for him. Another mission first guy, athlete. Some people compare his style of play to Reno Mahe as that hybrid running back wide receiver can line up in the slot. I mean, junior or Reno? <laughs> yes. What part of Reno's life? <laughs> yeah, super exciting because uh, number six overall prospect in Utah. Uh, you want to you wanna get the best players in your state, obviously in Provo, in the backyard here. Um, good to have him here. Injured a bit, so didn't play a ton. Some of those stats, um, part of his career, weren't as flashy, right? But, yeah. again, it's not necessarily about the stats. It's about what kind of player are you? What are you physically? What are you in terms of coachability? Who are you as a person? Do you fit with BYU? And uh, Pokai does, uh, and it's exciting. So we'll see him in a couple of years. And then you need a bunch of skilled playmakers on offense in the Big 12 to be able to hang because there's going to be some shootouts. So Pokai needs to find himself in the end zone quite a bit like Reno did during his career. All right, yeah. Uh, all the film you just saw from his junior year of high school because of the injury you brought up could be a nice addition to the return game for BYU with that speed and athleticism that he brings. But you're right, three-star guy, local kid. BYU, really, really glad to have him in the mix. Okay, Absolutely. We're going to call an audible again, I promise. Kalani Satake is going to join us, but we're going to take one more break. But before we go to break, Jerem, you can remind the people about what men's basketball uh, has coming up tomorrow night. They play what's called a game yes. uh, tomorrow against Weber State. This is Noah Waterman throwing it down left-handed. What is, what is this? I don't remember this moment. Uh, 80 Stern BYU Radio Cougar pregame live has got you going. Really nice game last night from Noah, 13 and 7. Yeah, super efficient. We're going to ask Kalani Satake about his new coach and the quarterback situation. When does he expect a decision from Jaron Hall? Of course, we'll discuss the signees too. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This is a video of Spencer Linton from 1991. Best gritty uh, on the field the ever. Gr gritty, uh, I believe, before BYU played uh, <laughs> Penn State uh, that day. Welcome back to the show. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. Subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, that's a future sign. That's actually a future signing for Kalani. Yeah, absolutely. We, he just can't do it after a touchdown. He's got to go to the sideline. Yeah, the yes. officials are not well, looking. Well, he can so go during no a touchdown. Just Kalani won't like it. No, but yeah, no penalty. Yeah, I, I feel Speaking it. of the head coach, Kalani Satake joins us now live over Zoom to talk about, yes, the signees, the new coach, quarterback situation. But uh, first and foremost, Kalani, what's this day like for you emotionally right before Christmas because there is so much happening on a day like today? Well, just really excited. I mean, anytime you can have, uh, uh, you know, young men join the team, join the program, and, and it's not just them. You, you, get, you get that connection with their entire family. 
uh, with everyone that loves them in their, in their high school programs. And, and so the, the family, BYU football family has just got bigger. Um, and that's always a great time to do it after a bowl game when you have to say goodbye to some people. But I'm really excited that, that, uh, that you know, these young men are joining our program. I'm, I'm honored to be their coach and uh, thankful that, that uh, we were able to get it done. And, and this is just the beginning. There, there's going to be more coming in, and uh, we'll have some signees trickling in even today. And then uh, between now and February, we'll, we'll have a, a few more that, uh, well, probably a little bit more than that, that will join us. And so really looking forward to, to having them be part of our, our group and our program and our family. No school has a signing day like BYU for various reasons. It's the high school kids. It's the JUCO, the P5 guys. It's also the return missionaries, which we'll get to later, probably in January. But um, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Certainly there are a few guys perhaps coming to BYU, but that all depends on the decision from Jaron Hall. What's the conversation been like? from the coaching staff and you with Jaron about his decision? Well, I think Jaron's looking through what would be the best thing for him, but he's trying to consider all of it, you know. And he and his family are taking their time. And, and um, I think, uh, you know, if there's a chance for him to come back, he can take all the time he wants. And, and I know that uh, there's a lot of people that are impatient with it, but I promise you that uh, if we just give him the time that he, that, that he needs to make the right decision, the, the key is to let him feel good about it. And, and if we can just focus on that, I think that that would be the key. Uh, we just want him to know that we love him and we want him here. So, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll, he'll make the decision uh, soon, but, but I know he'll make the right one. Any concern that if he takes too long that certain quarterbacks that want to come to BYU may go elsewhere? Um, that's always the concern, but uh, I, I think uh, we have a really good relationship with the guys that we've been talking to. We feel good about our our program, our depth, and, and the, the possibilities. And so, uh, yeah, I think we're, we'll be okay. Coach, uh, before we get into the individuals and the signees, you announced last night a new defensive line coach, one of your friends who you worked closely with at the University of Utah, and I know he's very close to Jay Hill as well, Sione Pauha. What did it take to get him back to BYU out of retirement and coaching that defensive line group? Well, that guy's, that guy's born to be around football. And so um, – you know, when, when Jay and I were looking at possibilities and who to add, uh, it, was, it was pretty easy that he was at the top of the list. Um, and then just talking to him and, and, and his wife, Katie, you know, we wanted to spend some time uh, letting them know what the program's about, uh, the schedule, uh, our, our, basically our, our um, expectations of him. Uh, you know, he, he has a, a, um, a wonderful life. But uh, I think he, he's looking at this opportunity to, to enhance it and make it even more fulfilled, being that he's going to uh, be able to mentor so many great young men and be involved with our program. Obviously, BYU is unique, and I think uh, what we have, the mission of the church, the mission of our school and our university, uh, aligns exactly with what he's trying to accomplish right now. And uh, really looking forward to him joining our group. And uh, we've had great meetings already, you know, he he showed up here ready to work and, and uh, that's all that guy does is work hard and do it the right way and, and uh, influence people as he goes along so I'm really really happy that he's going to be coaching our D-line. Listen I know BYU, some BYU fans don't want to hear it but the truth is if you can replicate in some way the effectiveness that the Utah defenses have had for a long time led by you and helped by Jay Hill and Sione and obviously Kyle hey that's great and there's a lot of sort of influence that direction here which is super exciting. So my real question is, how did you get Sione to come out of retirement? Because that's awesome, man. I think the timing worked really well for him. And, and 
you know, talking to him and his, his family that this is this is what he and his family wanted. And um, I think he's probably the best one to ask that question to. But uh, I, I just know that we wanted him here. And, and um, you know, we, we feel good about it. I, listen, if you want to look back at the roots of football from BYU, the air raid, all that system that's out there, uh, the spread the ball out and throw the ball, uh, we we were one of the originators that did it here. So, uh, and you look at defensively, uh, we love what Kyle Whittingham has done. I, I, I'm honored that he mentored me in that defense. Um, you have to look at who mentored him, and that's his dad, Big Fred. Big Fred was also a coach here at BYU. So mm-hmm. it's okay. We're all we're all one big family. The 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 roots and the tree extend way further than what people can see right now. Uh, all we're focused on right now is giving uh, the the young men on our team and our and our fans what they deserve, and that's. That's a, a complete defense that can run the run the show and and uh, do a lot of different things, whether it's be aggressive, cover man to man, get guys developed uh, on and off the field, and send them in, in opportunities to accomplish their dreams. That's that's what we're focused on getting up, getting done here. Now, well said from the head football coach BYU Kalani Satake, who was live on BYU Sports Nation. You just mentioned some names are going to be trickling in in that recruiting class. We just got one moments ago. It is Isaiah Bagna, defensive end who is from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. He's a Boise State transfer and a guy that Kelly Papinga worked with and knew very well. I know you and your staff are very excited about the 6'4", 225-pound edge rusher. What can you tell us about Isaiah, Coach? Big-time playmaker. And, and the production shows and uh, his ability to make sacks. And so I, uh, I know that uh, he went into the portal. We, we jumped on it quickly. And obviously, K-pop, knows how to mentor those edge rushers. This guy, he he's big and strong and athletic, and, you know, he wants to, wants to be here for the right reasons, and, and um, we're excited for him to be here, part of our group. 20 career sacks. I love that. Okay, another guy that uh, came in, Tui Pututau, 6'5", 260, defensive lineman out of Salt Lake and uh, West High School, three-star recruit, mission first guy, committed on a visit, real big dude. Tell us about Tui. Yeah, big, strong. I mean, you, you recognize the last name. Uh, just from a long line of, of athletic and strong brothers. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to him. Obviously going to go on a mission first, but uh, just really proud that, that we were able to get him here at BYU, get him on campus. I think once his family uh, and he were able to be here and then connect with people other than just football, uh, they felt really comfortable and really excited to invite him to our program as well. Coach, I do want to go back to the running back room. We've talked a lot about Aiden Robbins and what he brings from UNLV as a 1,000-plus yard rusher. What's he going to do in this BYU offense? Well, I mean, the proof is what he does already with the ball in his hands. And and uh, what I like about him is that he's willing to learn and get better. And, and uh, his football IQ is ridiculous. I mean, he's so smart when it comes to the game of football. Uh, and and he's, you know we, we had a chance at him. In, in high school and it came down to us in Louisville. And so it, it, it's interesting how things come back around and now he's here and he's bigger than, than he's been, but uh, has tons of athleticism and speed, but he's always looking for ways to get better. And I, I think we're going to get a, a great version of, uh, of Aiden and, and looking forward to him working with our offense, working with Harvey, working with A-Rod and Fessy and the whole group. And, and uh, he's excited about our alignment too. He was able to watch our practices and so like, man, there's a lot of great young depth there. So he's really excited about, about being able to run behind them, but also just pitching in whatever he, he can do. I know that he's looking at the different roles that he can bring, leadership, 
Um, and he's here for the right reasons. He wants to be part of the BYU culture, be part of the honor code, be involved with, with what BYU has to offer and looking forward to, to becoming a better player and a better person because of it. I want to ask you about a couple of incoming uh, freshmen who will play right away in Siale Isera and Jackson Bowers, uh, linebacker, perhaps uh, the end, and a tight end. Yeah, I mean, Jackson Bowers is a big-time tight end. He, he's uh, um, big and strong, and, and if you look at his body, he's ready to play right now. And so we're, we're looking forward to him uh, doing things for us early, and um, he can do it all. He, he can catch, he can, he can block, he can – and he's got great athleticism, can run, and he's a big, big-sized kid. And so um, just a really great young man to be around him and his family. Uh, looking forward to him doing his work here, man. We've had, uh, you know, that, that that town of Mesa has done some great things to get us some good players. And so uh, really excited that he's he's part of our, our family as well. Um, and then Siale Sarah's, you know, right here, local product, a big-time recruit. that, that had uh, Both these guys had a bunch of offers, and, we had to fight a bunch of guys off to, to get them here. But um, I think they, they chose a the school for the right reasons. And, and it's not just because of the, the coaches and, and, and the scheme. It's because they, they're, they're connected to the, the church. They're connected to, to what this place is all about. And, and I, th I think they see the, the type of person that they'll be uh, doing their time here for four to five years. And so um, Seattle will compete both he and Jackson will compete right away for, for playing time. Um, Seattle's got a, 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 he's really big, so he can play a lot of different positions. And, uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. He can play linebacker. He can play outside linebacker, inside. He can play DN. He can play whatever you, whatever we need him to. He's willing to do that, but I think we'll start him at linebacker first and see how everything progresses from there. But with that versatility, you can use him in a lot of different roles. And uh, you can see some of the things that we can do with disguises and blitzes and scheme that I think Jay Hill's going to have a lot of fun mm -hmm. with him. I can see the smile crossing your face when you're talking about Seattle, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. here for it. I am here for it. Congratulations. Just, I've, been, I've been waiting to talk about these guys for a long time, so now it's here. Let's, let's go, man. Uh, we, we're here for it, man. Congratulations on a great uh, recruiting class thus far. We know that we're going to hear more names. We'll say goodbye to you for now, but uh, let's do this again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. Go Cougs. You got it. Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. He's excited. We're all excited. They should gonna be. be. There are going to be other guys, too. We're not, we're not done. There are several names we're uh, waiting on to come in. I impact guys uh, that are in a couple years, but also for next year. Our thanks to today's guest, Kalani Satake. And uh, it's going to be a Twitter firestorm today. We've all got our eyes peeled on things as they, as they continue to roll in. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time, man. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Kelly Smith. BYU women's basketball tips off at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain at the Marriott Center. BYU football signing day coverage continues on social media. If you miss any of the show, go back and find us on demand, BYUSN.com. Go Cougs.